We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. We had some exciting play-in games last night. We're going to talk a little bit about that and the matchups that they created. Plus, we've got a lot of news going on around the NBA, and we're going to look at some of the other matchups that we haven't discussed just yet. I'm Trevor Lane, still coming to you from Las Vegas. Keith Smith joining me. Keith, how are you doing, man? And uh, your your Celtics, they get they get the Nets. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, they they said they're not ducking anybody yep. and that they they weren't going to run from anyone and here here we are. So, we're going to break down that series yep. in just, just a little bit, but how did we get there? Let's start with that game, I guess. We'll start Let's with Nets Cavs. Um played out very much the way I expected it to. The mm-hmm. Nets were basically in control from the first quarter on they they were up 40 to 20 i believe it was at the end of the first quarter uh i know they were up up big at the very least and then from there the nets went on to or rather the Cavs would make runs and then the nets would make a little run to hold them off and then the Cavs would make a run they make a little little run to hold them off so it never really got i i don't even think it got back to even a one possession game yeah um at, at any point but they the Cavs were close but you know Cavs did everything they could i i think they did the best they could with, with that and then um you know from there i think it turned into for if i was a nets fan i don't know that i feel a whole heck of a lot better after that, about my chances in the postseason, we'll get into their chances against the Celtics, mm. but whether it's Celtics or beyond, because I think the challenge is Kyrie Irving was couldn't miss a shot for most of the game. Kevin Durant was Kevin Durant. They got some good offensive performances out of a couple other guys, primarily Bruce Brown. And yet you were still right in this game with a very overmatched Cleveland team. So I just, I, I don't know. The Nets leave me feeling a little odd. Yeah, I mean, I thought the Cavs tried to make some pushes down the down the stretch. And then every time yep. it was just, it was just, okay, here's Kevin Durant with a jumper. Oh, yep. here's Kevin Durant with another jumper. All right. And that, and Kyrie was great. Or and, Kevin Durant, you double team him and Kevin Durant finds Bruce Brown yep. who scores or Bruce Brown dumps it into Claxton. Yeah, it was, it was really tough. Exactly. At the end of the Cavs team. Exactly. And so there wasn't, um, there just didn't seem like there was an opportunity really for the Cavs to get back in the game because you couldn't stop Kevin Durant and that's that's always been what we've been saying about this this Nets team is down the stretch of games you've got Kevin Durant the other team doesn't yep. and that tends to matter that tends to be be a factor but <laughs> yeah. but you're right moving it's nice right I, right <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean 
hey, the other team is really trying to lock down defensively. They're throwing everything you got at, at you. And hey, all right, here, KD, here's a shot. Take a 20 foot jumper. That's might as yeah. well be a layup and uh, automatic. It, so I'll even say too. let me add one, uh-huh. one thing too. Kyrie can be in the same boat when he's really got it going. Mm-hmm. There was a play when Kevin Love, it was almost like like Kyrie's revenge from the finals that year. Remember when Love kind of, you know, did his thing mm-hmm. and you know helped helped uh, defend him at the end uh there and that, or I guess Love did it to Steph Curry rather when they were teammates. But this was Kyrie on the other end of it, except Love was right on it and Kyrie still made the jumper. Like you could not have defended it any better if you were Kevin Love, probably without following him, and Kyrie still made it. So yeah, they're they're just they're when those two guys are gonna get going like that, it's really hard to beat them. Yet the Cavs almost did it anyway. Yeah, exactly. And and that's again, that's part of the concern for for the Nets moving forward. Do you want to just dive into Nets and, and Celtics? Yeah, let's let's do it. yeah, just naturally while we're sure. talking about it here. Yep. That's yep. gonna be part of the concern for the Nets. Moving into uh, up against a team like like Boston, who's got the defensive guys they can throw at them, but but a lot of the the narrative around this was the comments about Robert Williams being out. I think it was Bruce Brown yeah. who made a comment about that, and I'm just like, oh no, what what are you no, doing? Yeah, you what are you do doing? That. Don't do that. Talked <laughs> yeah. about how big it's going to be that Robin uh, Robert Williams is out for them. Um, it specifically said because they'll have Tyson Horford there, and we can attack. Them. Yes. Like that's not, you called out like, two guys. Kevin Durant. Here's why I don't feel bad saying that. You shouldn't have said that. Kevin Durant immediately followed him to the podium and was like, Dude, "That's." I think he said that. That's the uh, caffeine talking. Okay. Um, you know, that's that caffeine pride talking. And I was like, "Yeah, I know those guys are great too." Kevin Durant knows. You know, at this point in his career, you don't need to be giving the other team any kind of extra motivation or bulletin board material. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's going to be a problem, I think, for the Nets. I think the Celtics are going to come out and they're going to be fired up about it. Let's not forget the Kyrie yeah. Irving situation as well. You know, the Boston crowd mm-hmm. is going to have something to say about Kyrie Irving being back <laughs> back in Boston. He's going to hear it. I think that crowd's going to be fired up as of right now. Uh, the Celtics are the favorite, but this is this is weird, Keith. This actually, when this game first was was done, right when we knew the Nets I were know where through, you're going, the Nets yep. opened as the favorite, and yeah. then it was like, I wonder if just so many people just instantly went, "Oh my gosh!" and just threw money on on Boston that it swung it because now the Celtics well, are it's... the favorite, which you would you would expect, but I mean, I, that that seems yeah. like a, a bargain if you got if you had the Nets as the favorite and you got plus money on the Celtics in this series. Yeah. I, I am trying not to be biased here or anything. I'm trying to be very unbiased with the way I look at this. I just think this is, it is a tough ask to ask Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to do what they did last night to do that four times in seven games against a really good team with enough from the other guys that you're going to win. Because the other thing is, Boston is a better defense than Cleveland by a pretty wide margin. But more than that, Boston's offense is way better than Cleveland's offense. And that's going to be the difference. I think the Nets are still going to put up points because they're the Nets. You're you're not going to hold them probably in the 90s. My guess is maybe more than once or twice in an entire seven-game series too much. Um, They're going to score. The problem is they don't play enough defense consistently enough to hold the other team under 110, 115, 120. And that's going to be the problem. And I think the Celtics are going to do everything they can to get up into guys, really pressure Mm -hmm. them, really make it 
tough on them. And then Boston's going to do what they can to push pace too. Cause I think the Celtics, although they play just as few guys as the Nets do, I don't think you're going to see more than eight, nine guys on each side for, for more than 10, 15 minutes. But the Celtics, I think, trust their guys more, and they're going to play them all more minutes collectively than the Nets will play. Because I, I think Durant and Irving are going to have to play 40, 45 minutes per game uh, for them to have a chance. Mm-hmm. The last thing I'll say why I really like Boston's chances are the Nets, probably after Durant and Irving, their next three, four best players are probably other guards. So Bruce Brown, Goran Dragic, um, Patty Mills, Seth Curry. That's tough because you can't play all those guys together. You can really only play two or three of them together with KD. Um, so that gets really tricky for them too. And I, I just think Boston's size is going to give them some trouble. I, I think the Celtics are, are. I'll just say my pick is Boston in six. Mm-hmm. I don't generally like to pick a team to win a series on the road. I think that's tough. But that's not exactly a massive home court advantage, that crowd last night. I mean, I don't know if you watched right at the end from that game right into the beginning of the Wolves game. Yeah. It was like night dead. Oh, yeah. The, the <clears throat> Nets crowd was just yep. dead for most of the game. And then the Wolves crowd was acting like, you know, they were so going noticeable. absolute bananas from the tip. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get into that game more in a minute here. But, yeah, that's that's why I feel comfortable picking Boston on the road in six. I, ju- I just think that the talent gap. And that's before we get into Williams or Simmons. I'm kind of leaving them both out of the analysis because I don't know that we see either one of them yeah. play uh, in this series. I think there's a better chance we see neither one of them uh, than we see either yeah. one and definitely a better chance than we see both. So that's kind of where I'm at. Can Andre Drummond stay on the floor in this series? If you know Williams not out there, Horford's going to stretch out to the three-point line. I, I think that is going to be a, a major factor in this is what happens with with Drummond is he able to stay on the floor because if he's not and you have to go small then I think there's some other challenges that the Nets are that the Nets are going to have I think Nick Claxton is the better fit Mm -hmm. for this series I think they'll open with Drummond and he was good Um, against the Cavs Claxton was yeah Nick Claxton can be pretty tough because he's pretty content to just you know really get up for lobs around the rim uh he's coming a long way with his defense he's starting to play pretty well uh there uh with that so yeah i i think he's probably going to be the guy we see more i don't know how much we see lamarcus aldridge or blake griffin my guess is zero to to none yeah. uh for both of them um I do think Drummond starts both games or both halves rather. Probably maybe he gets the Bogans and is out five minutes into the half and they go with Claxton. I just I don't think we're gonna see they played, I wanna say maybe a couple minutes against the Cavs mm-hmm. with KD at the five. I don't know that you can go to that for more than maybe the last couple minutes of the game if you're the the Nets, because I think your challenge becomes if you're the Nets, you're you're asking him now to carry the load defensively and offensively and that that's too much especially if he's going to be playing 45 minutes a game yeah i mean he played 42 against the Cavs. yeah Kyrie played 42 and that's what they're gonna to have to do again here uh against yep. the celtics yeah, at least that, at, right? if not more yeah. yep. yep yep um i also agree but i'm i'm gonna go one one further though i'm gonna say i'm gonna say it's gonna be boston in five and All and right. that's i mean look i the nets have been have been picked as a team to, to go all the way for a while from the beginning of the season. They were the favorite to win the championship. They've got a ton of talent. I don't want to count out Kevin Durant, but here's the thing. Kevin Durant's going to drop 30. Kyrie's going to drop 30, right? KD may have a crazy game where he goes for 40. 
good defense in the NBA isn't about stopping a guy because you're not stopping Kevin Durant. It's about making them less mm-hmm. efficient. When we talk about these these high volume yeah. scores, uh, it's about making them less less efficient. I believe the Celtics can indeed do that, and that's going to cause a lot of problems for the Nets, particularly when you try to ask, you know, a, a Patty Mills, hey, you're going to have to come out here and, and give us. 13 to 15 points each night. Patty Mills looks exactly. That's what, that's what I'm saying. While those yeah, heavy minute games early in the year, it's caught up to him. I don't think, I don't think if Durant's having a tough night and I'm not saying he's going to not score the ball, but if he's not having a super efficient night, I don't know if you can rely on a guy like a Drogic or a Patty Mills or somebody that, that random role player that's going to come in and have the big performance to kind of lift everybody up. I don't know if I see that on the Nets roster. Yeah, that that that's it. I, I think Boston. I think you know you. I think it's the best player in the series is Kevin Durant. Second best player, Jason Tatum. Third best, Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving. Then I think the Celtics may have the next four or five best yep. players after that. And I think that's the difference. I, I don't think the difference between uh, Durant and Irving is that far from Tatum and Brown to make up the difference between all the rest of the Celtics that'll play and all the rest of the mm-hmm. Nets that'll play. I think that's the 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 difference maker. Hey, let's close the book real yeah. quick on the Ben Simmons stuff. We've already talked about it a little bit. We both, I think, are in agreement that it's just really tough to throw him in here and expect a whole heck of a lot just because of where he's at. So we'll see if, you know, if, if anything comes of that. We have no no further updates on that one. Uh, Ime Udoka gave a brief update on Robert Williams just basically saying he's doing a little bit more mm-hmm. every day but that's you know that's what it is it's he's two weeks from surgery now so uh if, if he's on the extreme early end he'd get back around the middle of the series um you know so we'll see what that looks like but yeah it's uh, uh gonna be a fun one just to 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 put it out there this this series starts on sunday uh at 3 30 um and this is the abc game um of the day on sunday on easter day so Get your uh, Easter Bunny stuff done early in the day if that's your thing, and uh, and get settled in to watch uh, Celtics Nets around three thirty, uh, Eastern on Sunday. All right, um, let's jump over to the Clippers and the Wolves. Uh, yeah, my goodness. I mean, if you look at the 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 game script around this, the narrative around this game, if you told me going in, Carl Anthony Towns is going to shoot three for eleven, he's only <laughs> going to play twenty four minutes because of foul trouble, and he's going to foul yeah. out with what was it seven minutes left to play in the fourth quarter and the wolves are going to win. I would say you're crazy. I would say, no, that that's the recipe for a wolves loss. And yet they came back when, and I felt like the Clippers were in control for most of this, of this game. I mean, credit to the wolves. That's an incredible fourth quarter run uh, for them. They won the fourth 31 to 20 to ultimately win this game and now move on to face, face the Grizzlies. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, no, if you'd also told me Patrick Beverly was going to play out of his mind to be jumping on the scores table and everything else at the end, I definitely would have picked the Wolves (laughs) because that'd be weird behavior. I Um, (laughs) I mean, it is Patrick Beverly, though, so. (laughs) True, that is true. You can never really count anything out. But, yeah, I, um, you know, I I just think the – this one came down to the Wolves out-executed the Clippers down the stretch, yeah. and that's not what I expected um, from this you know, relatively inexperienced uh, Wolves team. So, you know, um, I, I want to say this, too, just to get it out there. I know I just kind of poked fun at Patrick Beverly. I have no issue with the Wolves celebrating the way they did. And fine, people poked fun at him and laughed a little, but the people who were serious about, like, this is ridiculous, you didn't win anything, big deal, right. you got into the playoffs – no, it is a big deal for that franchise. And a lot of those guys haven't been there before. And I get it for Patrick Beverly as he spoke after. He felt like, hey, the Clippers basically said, oh, he's too old, he's too injury prone, yeah. he's washed up, you're done. They traded him away and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm a hundred percent go nuts. You know, if you, you know, yeah, this is not a day. People acted like this was the same as winning a game on Tuesday in the middle of January. It's like not. that's not you know, that's not a thing. They, they, they clinched a playoff spot. And that's a huge deal. We see these, we see teams celebrate a lot about clinching playoff spots. So yeah, I, you know, with that, um, yeah, I mean, I just think they, they out executed the Clippers. Um, that said, I think the Clippers will, they'll get it back together at home against the winner, winner of Pelican Spurs. Um, we kind of already talked yeah. about that in our full play in preview. So want to flip to Wolves Grizzlies? Yeah, let, let's do it. Let's talk a bit about that. Um, this is the matchup that you said, if you're the Grizzlies, you want. You wanted this team yep. over the Clippers, which is funny, though, because of what we saw last night. Like like you said, the Wolves acted like the veteran team that had been there before and executed yeah. down the stretch, which is exactly why we picked them as the team that, if you're the Grizzlies, you would want to see. Um, yep. I'm, I'm excited for that. You know, the Grizzlies have this kind of this attitude, this swagger. They'll, they've got still all the grit, grit and grind thing going on. And the Wolves mm-hmm. kind of have their own version of that. They, oh, yeah. they are that team that is just going to beat you up physical yep. get after you they've got the attitude and everything and you've got it you know of course yeah. of course patrick beverly a big part of that i don't know what's gonna happen did, did here, you but... see the anthony edwards quote after no, what, the Clippers what did say? game? he they asked him about going down the stretch and like really kind of taking yeah, over he was and, great you know, waving away screens and stuff he said yeah i did that because they were scared to guard me <laughs> yeah, I love it i love it. the trash talk in this series it's, is gonna be, be epic off the charts like i of all the series that that we're looking at, this one I think is going to come with the most technicals from guys getting into oh, yeah. it. It's probably going to be Patrick Beverly getting into it with everybody. Um, just you know, be, being realistic about this one. But yeah, I mean, this is going to be fantastic. I, I can't wait. That said, I think the Wolves are in trouble. I think the Grizzlies are too quick. I think they're too mm-hmm. fast. I think they're going to get out and run. I think they're going to do some stuff to to the Wolves' defense that they're not going to be ready for. The Timberwolves need Carl Anthony Towns to be about 100 times better than the version that he was in the play-in 
to have a chance in this one. And, and I just, I don't know. I'll, I'll make my pick now. I'm going Grizzlies in five. Okay. I, I feel really confident with, with that one. I, I just, I, I think they've just got too much. I think they're too good. I think the rest is going to have helped them as well. Uh, being off the, this whole week, you know, Wolves are off most of the week, but uh, being off the extra couple days, I, yeah, Grizzlies in five feels good to me. So I'm, I'm torn on this one. Uh, again, I don't want to pick the win on the road, but I'm, I'll say Grizzlies in six. I think Minnesota's got enough fight in them to where they're going to will themselves to a couple of wins in this, in this series. Um, it's going to be interesting matchup wise, looking at you know who who gets who really gets hot, who's able to get going. Can what can Patrick Beverly do against John Morant? Who's the best player in this series, by the way? John is better. John is the best. Uh, but yeah, I think and so. you need Towns to be if Jaw is one A, you need if you're the Wolves, Towns has got to be one B. He's got to be right, yep. right there, neck and neck yep. with him. He's got to be right there. in order to yep. to get this. But and then you need Anthony Edwards to be just yep. behind. Yeah, you need to have the it, two best players. Funny, I mean, I, two and three in the series. Yeah, I think much like Celtics, Celtics Nets. I I think it's similar ish in that you know the top tier guys are pretty close, but then the Grizzlies just have have that whole kind of middle class. Mm-hmm. Over most of the Wolves, Wolves guys, Wolves. If they can get the, the D'Angelo Russell they got last night, though, that makes things a lot yes. more interesting. Uh, somebody who can kind of break that Memphis defense a little bit and and loosen them up from the outside. That 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 would be big. But yeah, I just I I, I feel pretty good. Grizzlies in in five with this one. This series opens on Saturday at three thirty on ESPN. In um, these times again, these are all Eastern time uh, here, so we got just in case anybody's new and not doesn't know. Four games Saturday, four games Sunday. Um, you know, good stuff. So, all right, you want to get to a, another one that we haven't done yet? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, let's stay in the West. Let's do Mavericks and Jazz. Uh, Four-seeded Mavericks, uh, fifth-seeded Jazz. This series also starts Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern. This is the very first playoff game we'll get. NBA did no favors to Luka Doncic uh, with the injury. They're playing in the very first game. Uh, they're... Uh, Kind of funny, it happens to some series every year. This is the series that then is relegated to NBA TV uh, <laughs> after game one uh, on the weekend. So when they get into to the weekday games, they're, they're going to be on NBA uh-huh. TV. But um, I will, if if we get Luca and he's Luca, I'm going to go with Mavs in, I kind of want to go Mavs in five. Cause I just, I'm ready to be done with the jazz, <laughs> but I, I can't be, I can't quit them yet. So I'm going to go Mavs in seven. If Luca is Luca, if not, I'm going to go jazz in six. So I really think that I, I almost feel like we're just copy and paste what we said about the Warriors series. <laughs> if Luca plays, it's, it, it's, it's just, it's simple. Luca plays and he's solid. The Mavs are going to win. <laughs> That's what I've got. If Luca does not play, yep. The Mavs are not going to win. Um, I'll go with, I think he is going to play. I think he's going to be able to, to get through it. Uh, if he's 100%, I'd say Mavs in five. I think they could do it. I think that they, they were executing at an extremely high level to finish the regular season. Obviously, the Jazz have some question marks in terms of chemistry and things of that nature. I mean, I like some of the players on the Jazz roster. I think they've got the ability to get to another level, but we've also we've also got this sense that this team is kind of coming apart at the seams. And I think that's going to matter yes. come playoff time when everybody's really locking in and any little mistake, any little miscue gets magnified. So I I will go Mavs in five if Luka's healthy. But if not, 
If not, I'm going to say Jazz in six. Um, I think they take this thing because without Luka, he's the engine for the, this Mavs team. I think they can yep. put up a fight. I think Jalen Brunson can do some good things out there for them to kind of steady the boat just a bit. But uh, ultimately, I think the the Jazz will prove too tough to to overcome without Luka. Agreed. Yeah, I, I mean, there's I, I don't know that there is a ton of uh, serious analysis to get into. There obviously sure. is, but I do just feel like that it kind of is that simple in this one. It really depends if Luke is there. I, 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 it's funny because I had somebody say, well, wouldn't you kind of maybe, don't you think the Jazz might sweep them? No, I don't, I don't have that kind of faith. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, unfortunately. But yeah, man, I just can't quit them. So I'll go I'm going to be positive and say Luca is Luca and and I'm going to be positive on the Jazz and I will make this statement right now. If they get beat in four or five games, I'm out. I'm done. I'm not going to say any more nice things about the Jazz. <laughs> I'm finished. I can't do it anymore. I also don't think we will be saying any more nice things because I think uh, Danny Angel will go to work and completely tear that thing down, which may happen yeah. anyway. But yeah, that's the, uh, you know, there, there it is. There, there's my kind of definitive statement on that one. All right. uh, you want to do the last one we haven't touched upon yeah. yet? Uh, that's Bucks right, and Bulls. So this is. Yeah, Bucks and Bulls, uh, number three Bucks, number six Bulls. Uh, they open Sunday night, 6.30 TNT. Um, this series just feels – I rarely ever pick sweeps, and I'll tell you right now, I'm picking Bucks yeah. and four. Um, I just – the Bulls just don't they, – they don't have the horses. They, they Maybe they win a, a game. Maybe this is one of those gentleman sweeps where the Bucks are up 3-0, toss one away, and then they they go win it at home. Um, but they just they just don't have the horses. They they just don't have the um, the they, the guys to keep up. I think with the Bucks, I, I think you know who are they? Who are they possibly going to put on Giannis? Patrick Williams, I That's, guess, yeah. is your best bet. And you're missing Lonzo. Yeah, I mean Billy. Yeah, Billy Donovan's talking about. Maybe we start with Thompson and Vucevic up front. Like that's just it's. Oh. I, I just I don't think they have any chance. Like right, yeah. And without Lonzo, I think if Lonzo was there, they can maybe gum things up on mm-hmm. the perimeter, make things a little bit more interesting. But you know they're going to need DeRozan and Levine to play out of their minds, along with Vucevic. And I just I I saw what Giannis did to Nikola Vucevic teams two years in a row, or I guess it was only one year in the playoffs. But I saw what he did to them, and it wasn't pretty. No, I I agree. I think uh, I think the Bucks roll in this one. They're they're too good. They're too good. It's they're the reigning champs. It's playoff time. Yep. I, I think they're going to turn things up. The Bulls have had a great season. The Bulls were super exciting coming out of the gates. They've been suffering a lot of injuries though. Without Lonzo, I I just I don't see it. I don't see it. It's all agree. I'm going to yeah. say it's uh, it's Bucks and four. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah. Now, we're, I, I'll tell you right now, I'm picking the Heat and the Suns, no matter who they yeah. play. Um, I'm probably going to pick Suns in five, no matter who it is. 
Uh, if it's the Clippers, maybe I'll give a little bit more consideration, but I'm going to pick Suns in five, and I'm also going to pick Heat in five. Um, no matter who they play, I don't need to necessarily see the results. I just trust those two teams enough. Um, so I can, because we probably won't record on Saturday when we know yeah. those matchups are set, because those will get set Friday night. Uh, but just to put those out there, I don't necessarily really care all that much. So Heat and five, Suns and five. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Uh, again, if it is the Clippers, and I'm honestly, I'm looking at this as it will be the Clippers. I think the Clippers will beat either the Pelicans or the Spurs, whoever gets through there. I think they can give the Suns some some trouble, but ultimately I think Phoenix is too good. Um, so I think Suns and five is yep. a pretty good Pretty good pick there, um, and then over in the east, yeah, same thing with the with the Heat. I, do, I mean, whether regardless of which team it is, I think the Heat are going to going to be in pretty good shape there. So, I think Heat and five. Maybe good. if it's the Hawks and they could get John Collins, sure, back, and you get a, they could win two the, games. Trey Young goes on a heater yeah. or something like like things can happen certainly, and that's why you still have to play sure. the games. But I mean, it's the one eight matchup by nature that should be. Uh, that should be one of the the easiest ones to pick because it's it is you know one yeah. versus eight the four or five or something okay mm-hmm. you've got two pretty close teams but I mean the Suns and the Heat are on a completely different tier several tiers above whoever it is that they're going to see. Yep. All right. Let's do a little bit of no new nose. <laughs> let's do a little nose. Um, a little bit of news to close us yep. out. I, I I got ahead of myself there. Um, uh, transactional news. Derek Favors says he'll pick up his uh, $10 million player option. What a shock. <laughs> you know, crazy. Could never guess that. Um, it was funny. He basically, he was asked, he's like, uh, yeah, I think I'll be picking that up. Um, I think I'll be back here mm-hmm. next season. Uh, you may be picking it up. I don't know that you'll be back in OKC next season. Let's not uh, let's not uh, break that in stone anywhere All right now. Um, then uh, Hornets could be looking at a new front office. Uh, person, they're they're maybe hiring uh, somebody to replace Mitch Kupchak. Can um, you and I do it? I, can we volunteer? Is, Are they accepting applications? Yeah, sure. Volunteers yeah, tribute. We can do it. Well, no, because you're going to immediately turn around and be like, "Yes, we should trade for Russell Damn. Westbrook." You so saw no, through me. <laughs> yeah, I saw through your plan. That was my that was now, my evil plan. We would know. We'd know if Mitch, that maybe. It, did a little inside baseball here when we we're talking about it before. Trevor was like, "Is that because he's going to trade for Westbrook?" And I was like, "Oh man, maybe he's a Lakers mole. He's been planted uh, in Charlotte to, to you fix mean, this." You mean like uh, Kevin McHale in Minnesota? A, yeah, that's it. A lot. Yeah, except the exact opposite <laughs> way. Um, this one, I think, is the. Uh, Probably a lot depends on what happens tonight. Maybe if they get to the playoffs, he's okay. But um, yeah, let's let's see. And I think we're both picking the Hawks mm-hmm. tonight, yeah. right? Um, in this one, so yeah. And then I know we both picked the Pelicans too. Um, and then the last piece of news, just kind of fun. Uh, I, I apologize if I butcher this name, but I think it's Tamika Tremaglio. I think is how you say it. She's the new executive director of the NBPA, so the Players Association. Um, she was uh, uh, did a um, like a conference, a sports business conference, and she was asked about expansion, and she said, "We do want more mm-hmm. teams. I think it's good for the business. Ideally, we hope there will be more teams popping up in the U.S." Um, why this is interesting is we've now had Adam Silver basically say, "Yeah." Exp- 
branch is something we're going to start discussing. Right. Not anything of like this is coming or anything like that. Uh, definitely not talking about any specific cities. Um, but now you have the NBPA leader saying right. the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like we're open to it. When you have both of the two major people running the show on both sides are open to it. That makes a massive difference. Um, I wrote a piece and published over at Spot Track today. If anybody wants to read it, you can find it on my timeline at Twitter at Keith Smith MBA. That laid out why it's yeah. time for expansion. All the things, things in there that we've got labor piece, we've got the new um, uh, TV contract coming. We got all these good things that are leading to it's it's time for expansion to come. So, um, so you can read that. But yeah, we we just wanted to cover that one off too because uh, that'd be really fun mm-hmm. uh, content wise, man. We oh, have yeah. content for. Who's protected? Who's uh, who's unprotected who's in, in the expansion list, draft? Yeah. And how do you handle yep. the draft? Absolutely. Conferences. Does, does a team move east? Whatever. I mean, I'm I'm operating under the assumption that whatever expansion does come in, I think it's an if. I, I mean, a win, not a not an if. Um, yeah. I think that it's going to be Vegas and and Seattle. I mean, Seattle's the lock, but I, yep, I really just I agree. I think it's going to be Las Vegas. You know, obviously, I'm biased yep. because I'm here right now, but but I think sure. it is going to be. Uh, Las Vegas and Seattle. It just makes too much sense. I think sense. you need to rebalance the league a little more with, with West. Seattle 100% has to be one of the yeah. two. You got to do two. You, you can't do an odd number. It just gets weird. The NHL went through that and it made it things weird for a little while. There, the NBA also did too. Just without without looking, do you know off the top of your head when when and who the last team was to come in? Expansion oh, wise? let me think. I mean, it would have been the Bobcats. The yep. year, let's see, I'm going to say 2001. Uh, you went a little earlier than, than I thought. I thought it was a little closer to now. 2004, 2004 okay. Um, was, was when they came in. Um, to, to being that's the, that was when it was. So by the time we see a new team, it'll have been 20 years because there's a clear not going to be a new team this coming season, probably next season, probably not the season after. Um, so, there- yeah. 20 years, two decades with no new teams. I, that's that's a long I guess time. it was their inaugural season then because I remember there it was like a deal that or a thing that the Bobcats swept the Shaq and Kobe Lakers in the two matchups they saw them that season. And <laughs> that's it, right. and, uh, and that yeah. being a thing. And so that was when I thought, okay, was that their inaugural <laughs> season or did they play them earlier? So I went with 2001. But but yeah, yeah. been a little while since we've seen expansion. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, tw- yeah, it'll be like I said, two decades by the mm-hmm. time we see see expansion. So. That's, you know, just something to keep in mind. My guess, as I wrote in the piece, I think we will we will hear within the next two to three years that we're going to get yeah. expansion. And then I think we will actually have the teams within right around five years um, is when we'll actually get 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 a couple new teams that, playing. I just think everything set, set that sounds so far away. It's like when they announce the next Marvel movie no, right? and it's like, OK, it's dropping in 2024 <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And you're like, oh, my gosh, right. come on. Yeah. Spe- and then, then me, I go and I put it actually on my yeah. calendar because that's the kind of person I am. <laughs> and then they move it back. I put it on my Google calendar. Then we go. Yeah. So, yeah. But there it is, guys. That's our show for today. Um, we still owe you guys our awards picks plus our overall mm-hmm. playoff picks. We'll pick our uh, finals and fi- finals winner before this all gets started. But we got a couple shows left left this week to get in all that. And we'll, we'll get in all that coming. That's right. That's right. All right, everybody. Make sure you are subscribing to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Don't forget to ring that notification bell as well. Till next time, everybody. Stay safe and see ya. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.